Hi, I'm Craig. And I'm Linda. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. This week it's episode 165 and we're talking about La Tomatina. Yeah, La Tomatina is well, the world's biggest tomato fight, basically. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's a little bit more than that. Um, there's some, some history and culture wrapped around it, but really it's a chance to throw thousands of tomatoes at people. That's right. Last year there were 30,000 people. This year 45,000 people went to the event, which is in Buñol about 50 minutes away from Valencia in Spain. And we pretty much accidentally ended up in the middle of it. You wouldn't believe it, would you? I mean, I can't believe that we actually managed to be there for La Tomatina without even realising. We were in Norway, so we've got our URL passes and we're travelling around and we decided we want to go to Berlin, Scandinavia and Spain during our trip. And since we started in France, we had to go either north or south. So in order to join Scandinavia with Spain, we took a budget flight from Oslo to Valencia. And we were looking around and we are talking to some people and then someone said... Are you going to be there for La Tomatina? We said, no, 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 of course not. But we were wrong. We were going to be there for La Tomatina, and that meant that we had a bit of trouble finding accommodation. We did manage in the end, and we landed on our feet with accommodation. But, yeah, we were a bit surprised. And we weren't even sure that we were going to go. We met up with some other travel bloggers, which was awesome, and they were all there to go to La Tomatina. We're like, we're not sure if we're going to go. And then we decided, no, we have to go because we're here. And, you know, it's one of those things that, people travel from say Canada to go to (laughs) and so we did we went yeah so before we tell you more about La Tomatina and what we did right and what we did wrong so you can get ready for next year um we want to say thank you to a few people first of all thanks to URL.com for giving us our um our URL passes we've been traveling on for the last month we really like those quite a lot it's been fantastic so if you're looking for a URL pass you can check out indietravelpodcast.com forward slash URL or just go directly to URL.com and don't forget that we're also sponsored by audible.com. So if you want to get a free audiobook download, you can go to indietravelpodcast.com forward slash audible. Or if you don't know how to spell audible, you can go to forward slash audiobook and you can get a free audiobook download of your choice, which is awesome. Yeah, there's over 75,000 of them. So if you can't find uh, a novel or a nonfiction book that you've been looking for to listen to on your next flight or commute, then uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. I don't think you can get the... Uh, audio book to La Tomatina. There is a book about the history of La Tomatina. So you could have a look and see if they have it. I don't know. But you could definitely get something about Spain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if you're looking for flights, hostels, or hotels, go to IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash flights, flights, hostels, or hotels. And, be inventive, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, be brave. And uh, you'll find our current affiliate partners, and we get a commission if you book through them, which helps us out a lot. Yeah. All right, well, let's get into it and talk about La Tomatina. So we did some things right and we did some things wrong, as always. So we'd like to share with you what we did right so that you can do that and what we did wrong so that you can not do that and have a great time next year if you decide to go. So let's first talk about what we did right so that we feel good about ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. First of all, we left early. So we knew that we had to get there early if we were going to be a part of the action because there were 45,000 people there this year. And some of them never saw a tomato. Yeah. And that's the crazy thing. People travel from all over the world to get there, and so many people never see La Tomatina. Yeah. They just... They go and stand in a crowd for two hours. Go to, go to the town hours. and get, yeah, get crushed in a huge crowd of people, and yeah. That's it. See, I don't see the point in that. So no. when we decided we were going to go, we, we were like, right, we're going to go early, and we're going to get there. Yeah. And so, um, although the flight starts at 11 a.m., you can't you can't just get there at 10 and hope to be part of it. We got up at 6 a.m., got on the metro at about half past six, and we got to the train station about 
10 to 7. Oh, no, it must have been a bit later than that. Uh, no, we left, uh, it, we left at 6.30 and then we, we left, left the at train 6:30, station. Yeah. Yeah, we got to the train station about quarter past 7 and there was a train at quarter past 7 but there was a huge crowd of people. Yeah. So we just missed that train but the next train was at 7.55 and we got on that, which is awesome, which meant that we arrived in Bunyol at quarter to 9. Mm-hmm. Got to the, down to the main square at 9 o'clock. And a lot of people in the main square, now we managed to squirm our way through the crowds because we knew where we wanted to go. And um, a lot of people who were there had been in the square since 8 o'clock or before 8 o'clock. Yeah. Some people had been there since the night before. You know, we saw some people sleeping um, on the street, trying, who'd obviously been there for several hours. But yeah, we, 9 o'clock was marginal. That mm. was definitely marginal. We just were there on time, really. Yeah. Yeah, so we didn't prepare too much, considering we only decided we were going to go at about one o'clock the night before. <laughs> but we did know um, where we were going. And what you want to do is get to San Isidro Station, uh, which is on the metro. So you can catch the metro from anywhere in town and get there. And then we joined a crowd of possibly 600 to 1,000 people that were waiting to be led up onto the platform. Yeah, there were a lot of people waiting. Um, it really helps if you buy your ticket in advance for the train. Yeah, a lot the, of people had their tickets in advance. Yeah. Now, I'd read that you couldn't buy your ticket in advance, but obviously you could. Yeah. But it didn't actually matter. They got to go through first. We just had to stand in line and buy our tickets, and they printed out a whole bunch of tickets so that we could just buy them from the guy. Some people were buying them from a machine. That seemed to take a lot longer than going up to the counter. They yeah. had two counters open. But it really just depends on how they organize it next well, year. Well, that's true, yeah. um, Who knows? Because the crowd control overall was terrible. Yeah. Um, at the station, it was all right. They were... Yeah. yeah they, they were controlling the flow of people okay, but there will be hundreds of people at the train station, San Isidro, yeah. at, what, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock in the yeah, morning. And if right. you're not there around then you're going to struggle to catch a train, even though they put an extra train. So ignore the train timetable. It doesn't matter. As soon as you get get there. (laughs) Get there as early as possible, get in the queue, and get on the next train. Yeah, I strongly recommend you get to the station by 6.30 if you can, 7 at the latest, and it doesn't matter. Don't don't worry about what time the trains leave. Yeah. It costs 4.70 for a return. So make sure you have at least, (laughs) it might go up by next year so have 10 euros at least yeah and um yeah do not take your wallet um yeah, that's what I did. only take what you need so yeah. i had 20 euros in cash and um, a credit card in case we needed more or needed emergency money and my driver's license for yeah. id and i had the same but i also had some business cards and a tissue and <laughs> Bad idea. I don't yeah we we spoke well we didn't speak to we overheard a few girls trying to get on the train who had been pickpocketed in the crowd and yeah. they'd lost their train ticket their money their cards um so just take as little as you can to get get around yeah well that's something that we did right was that we wore sensible and disposable clothing so i was wearing shorts with a zip pocket and so i could put my wallet in there and zip it up and yeah. that was pretty secure you had really deep pockets? I did, yeah. I was wearing just a pair of swimming trunks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, they had really deep pockets, even though they weren't sealed in any way. But yeah. um, anyone trying to pick pocket would have had to go down a long way. Yeah. Maybe a safety pin would have been a good idea for next year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, your clothes are going to get toasted. Yeah. Um, or tomatoed, yeah. rather. Right. <laughs> and although one of the... Like, there's only about three rules for La Tomatina. And one of them is don't rip t-shirts. But a lot of people lost the shirt off their backs. I mean, some people took them off because it was hot and they were tomatoey. Yeah. But I saw a girl, in fact, I helped a girl tie up her t-shirt so that yeah. it was actually modest. 
And it had just been ripped off her. <laughs> yep. And there was more than one girl that was wandering around just in a bra after the uh, after yeah, the event. One of the girls that we saw was wandering around in a bra, but... She was carrying a t-shirt in her hand. She was carrying a dry t-shirt, so she hadn't... <laughs> I don't know. She just wanted to strip off. There's she no... did. It was a very nice bra. Oh, yeah. There, there are no laws against um, public nudity in Spain. Well, I think it changes city to city. Yeah. But um, in general, there are no laws against public nudity. So <laughs> girls wear underpants that you'd be proud to see walking down the street in. Yeah, and also wear a sports bra. I found it really useful wearing a sports bra, and it also meant that I could just take off my T-shirt and wash it because it was quite modest. Yeah, um, thinking about clothing, do not wear jandals. Do not wear no, flip-flops. No, 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 no. Um, we saw dozens and dozens of people barefoot after the event. Now, you're going to get ankle-deep in tomatoes, mm. um, like ankle-deep. <clears throat> you're not going to be able to keep on flip-flops. And we saw more than one person wandering around with two different pairs of, of flip-flops on going i don't own either of these shoes but i have no idea where mine went <laughs> <laughs> so yeah a lot of people lost their flip-flops we wore sensible shoes which meant that our shoes now smell like tomatoes yeah but we washed them quite well and i think they're going to be okay but they know. were definitely worth wearing because it meant that we, we were comfortable walking around like it's quite a long walk also from the train station to the event yeah and back again so we were comfortable there and it meant that we didn't lose our shoes yeah you want to tie your shoes reasonably tight and double knot them because the last thing you want is your shoelace coming undone um when you're in the midst of a crowd where you can't move um because you want to stay upright in these big crowds you don't want to get trampled a lot of people bought cheap canvas shoes that they just threw away afterwards so they were like two euros or something yeah they bought them on this from a street vendor a day before or in um h&m the big clothing store a lot of people went in and spent 10 euros to buy a completely disposable outfit yeah and that's probably a pretty good idea if you've got the money for that yeah it's a bit sad because it means that a lot of things get thrown away i mean what i did was i wore a t-shirt that i had for four years and it was on its last legs anyway so it had holes in it and I was going to throw it away anyway. So I wore that and then I threw it away. So I think that was a good idea. And being a brand whore, I wore my older Indie Travel Podcast t-shirt in the hopes of getting a TV interview afterwards. But But you didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Another good thing that we did was we didn't take too much. So we just had, yeah, our um, credit card, driver's license and money in a zip pocket and um, didn't really take much else. We we took a cheap camera and we took the Flip Flip Minnow. Yeah. And um, yeah, they both got tomatoed. (laughs) Because... <laughs> yeah, we managed to get amazing footage off the video camera, yeah, and um, hopefully by the time we get this podcast live, we'll also have um, the unedited video footage, which is 15 minutes of madness from the oh first goodness. truck to I think the second truck, and the third truck was approaching, uh-huh. and it's rough as hell and as funny as anything. Oh, so, so good. go to youtube.com forward slash indie travel podcast and um, find the Tomatina unedited uh, clip. Yeah. And it's 15 minutes of madness. It's fantastic. And it, it's in a bit of soft focus because the video camera was in a plastic bag. Yeah. But um, it's actually come out quite clearly. So that's quite Yeah, that's we're nice. really happy with it. What I'm not happy about is the fact I need to tear the whole thing apart now to clean behind the lens of the, um, the camera before I take any other footage. Um, yeah, apart from that, what else did we take? Oh, we just took a plastic bag with some croissants in it because we had to leave at 6.30 in the morning. We weren't ready to eat. Although our um, hotel did have free coffee available, so that was mm. really nice. We had a coffee there, and then we had a croissant on the train, and we had a couple of extra croissants in a plastic bag, which we just took with us. Yep. It was hilarious. I was standing in the crowd, 
And um, it was about 20 to 11. I was a bit hungry. So I said, oh, Craig, do you want your croissant? He's like, okay. So I pulled it out and this girl goes, you are the smartest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> there was food available. So, I mean, if you if you did want to get food, you could buy it on the way down. Yeah, but, but you having, couldn't once you're in the crowd. You couldn't get around. That was the hard part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. we were given free food as we were squirming our way to the place we wanted to be. Someone gave me this kind of piece of bread with a sausage on it and, um, and a glass of wine. And I thought he'd given me the glass of wine to pass to his friend because they were buying it. And so I turned around to give it to the person behind me, and the guy was like, what? And I was like looking at him and going, what, what, what? And he's like, yeah, it's for you. I'm like, but, but, but. And he goes, that's for the cameras, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I got a glass of wine out of it. <laughs> yeah, and that was fine. And some, and some nice pastry and croissant. Uh, really not good. croissanty things, but like, yeah. It was like, like bread with, with a sausage stuck in it. Yeah. It was yeah. good. It was really good. And then we saw all these kids squirming in, and they, they went away with this pile of these yeah. yeah, that was a good idea. That was awesome. Yeah. And another thing we did well was we set ourselves up in a good mood, even though yeah. myself at 6 o'clock in the morning is never in a good mood. We said, we're going to have a good day today, we're going to enjoy it, and even though I dislike being in big crowds and, you know, all that kind of thing, yeah. um, we just said, no, we're going to go and and have fun and so we saw a lot of people that were a bit hungover from the night before yeah. um and, and we, we didn't drink that's a good thing we had that one glass of wine yeah we just it. we just had we had a really light night even though we stayed up late we just yeah a couple of glasses of of wine during the night and you don't want to be hungover yeah, and don't. then be crushed in so that you can't move in any direction. Uh, and we, we also saw a didn't lot drink of people while we were there because yeah. you could buy lots. Of, beer was one euro. It was the yeah. same price as water, and you could buy sangria and wine and everything. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't do that, and I'm glad we didn't. We had that one glass of wine, and that that was enough. I mean, we didn't need to drink anymore. And some yeah. people were looking really unwell. <laughs> really, really. So, so. They were unwell, and some people were sick. Some people wanted to vomit. Some people yeah. couldn't breathe. And some people were just in a generally bad mood. Yeah, because they got up early and there were so many people. It's it's like, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, people were moving around a lot because, you know, it's a crowd. People move around. And one girl was standing there going, I can push back too. And I was like, why don't you just, you know, let them go past and then everyone will be happier. Yeah. So, yeah, don't go aggro. Get get in a good mood. Don't be hungover. um, And just enjoy it and go with the crowd. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know I would have been... It wouldn't have been fun at all if I was in a bad mood. So I was glad, so glad that I was in a good mood. Yeah, we saw a few people getting aggro or getting getting angry or getting upset. And it, why? Why bother? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so some things that we did wrong. Um, we definitely weren't waterproofed enough. Yeah. Leave your camera, leave your gear at home. Um, if you really need to record it, get a professional waterproof casing yeah for um, sure. a ziploc bag we have discovered is not going to be good enough well if you have enough ziploc bags it could be okay or if you if you tape it up there's these things you can do like there's articles online that tell you how to waterproof your camera and you can do that we didn't because we didn't know until one o'clock the night before they were going to go so we just scrounged around and found some ziploc bags in our yeah, luggage yeah. and they were old and they they just ripped so yeah yeah i actually dropped my camera in, 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 in the tomato so tomato up to your ankles it's like 15 centimeters of tomatoes and someone knocked me and it fell out of my hand and i'm like ah but it wasn't a ziploc bag and not too much tomato got in the bag so it was quite good yeah it wasn't bad <laughs> 
Yeah, and you also took your wallet with I things know, like... I, know. I took a couple of business cards, but you you had your normal supply of, yeah, I had, I had of s- cards and bits and pieces. I took a lot out of it, but it was my wallet. I could have just taken those things out of my wallet and put it in the Ziploc bag. Mm-hmm. That would have been more sensible. So I had to wash my wallet afterwards. Luckily, it's just a little cloth thing, so it wasn't too, too much of a deal. Yeah. But yeah, not a good idea. Yeah, so um, we've already talked about taking as little as you can and, and zipping it away somewhere safe so you don't get pickpocketed. Um, I was just thinking, we had, our hotel had like plastic cards, card keys. Uh-huh, that so was awesome. That was fine, but if you've got a, a real physical key, um, I'd suggest leaving it at the hotel reception. Yeah. I wouldn't wouldn't take it with you, just leave it at reception for the day. Yeah, because if you lose it, what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Um, one thing we didn't do was we didn't have goggles. Yeah. A lot of people had goggles, and I think that was a really good idea. Like some people had swimming goggles, and other people had big goggles that you might use if you're working with fiberglass or, yeah. you know, like safety goggles for, for machinery. Yeah, I mean, Both I bought a good. pair of cheap sunglasses, and that was awesome because I didn't want to take my hat with me and lose it. I would definitely have lost it. And so, in fact, someone stole the sunglasses off my face and then dropped them in the tomato, and I managed to find them again, so that was good. But I didn't mind. If, if I'd lost them, I wouldn't have been bothered. But Craig had his real glasses, so, yeah. you know, it might have been a good idea to get those big fiberglass ones so that yeah. you, could, um, you could actually see yeah. more. But, yeah, I think you can buy goggles on the way down. You couldn't buy the big ones, but you could buy the um, the little like swimming goggles. goggles. And they're only, like, three or four euros. So. Yeah. Yeah, if, if you can, wear contacts and um, bring some either spare disposable contacts or some eye drops with you because... Yeah. My eyes all that, so sore all that acid, yeah. it stings. Yeah. Um, as soon as we got back to the hotel, I took them straight out. Yeah, and just biff them and wash your eyes out, mm. eh? So. Now, our next big mistake was that we didn't book our tickets out of Valencia. So mm-hmm. we didn't realize this until the next day, because what we've been doing is traveling by URL. And basically, we usually show up at the train station 10 minutes or half an hour before the train, get on it and go. But all of the high-speed trains in Spain require a reservation, and basically all the trains to Barcelona require a reservation, and it's not cheap. And so we thought, well, we'll show up and we'll go and get a reservation, because we've got first-class tickets, and most of the people leaving won't have that. And we were wrong. We were wrong, wrong, wrong. There were lines and lines and lines of people trying to buy tickets, There's and they just weren't possibly, I estimated there were about 1,500 people oh, yeah, in the train sure. station. There were so many people, and the lines were so long. So I waited in line, and Craig went to the customer service desk, and he managed to convince them to give him the last... Uh, reservations for first class for a train in three hours. So, I mean, that was still three hours later yeah. than we expected, but and, at least we got it. And that was because we had the tickets, but we didn't have a reservation. Yeah. If I needed a ticket, I would have had to go and stand in line. Yeah. So I just, I kind of went up and said, I have first class tickets and I'd like a seat reservation. Yeah. When's the next one? Yeah. And, um, and they were the last ones on that train. And yeah. If we and had second class tickets, it would have been what, 11 o'clock or maybe the next day? Um, the, as far as I could tell, that was the last first class for the four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, all second class was booked until midnight. Wow. Um, so yeah. And that was at around midday. That but, was at one o'clock. So I mean, yeah. we were a bit late. But yeah, definitely yeah, so book, book book your, your tickets. Se- book your tickets a couple of days before. Now, a lot of people said we would struggle with accommodation, and we really found that. So for the previous three weeks, we'd been trying to find couch surfing hosts. But you know, it's that's if you want to couch surf, you need to book. You need to send your request two or three months in advance. <laughs> I'd say so, and expect a lot of no's because yeah. I don't think the majority of people coming to La Tomatina aren't the normal couch surfing crowd. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you are going to go there and just go out partying with people and sleep all day and go to the event, 
then don't couch surf. It's, yeah. That's not what couch surfing's about. But um, so our hostels were expensive. We found a really nice hostel, um, ABC Eat Sleep Drink, and they looked after us really well. They were lovely. It was thirty dollars per person per no, night it was for the uh, twenty five per and person per night. What was good about it is that I think we logged on to hostel um, hostel bookers at just the right time yeah. because I think he just put it up put it on. Mm-hmm. So we booked the two nights before. Not our first two nights, basically. Not the night before La Tomatina, not the night after, because there's going to be 24 for those two nights and then 60 each for the nights around La Tomatina. So we yeah. thought, well, we'll just, we won't do that. We'll just see how we go, and, which might not have been the wisest idea, but it worked out for us. It did. And we figured, well, we're not overly committed to, to going to La Tomatina. So if that really is the price of a night's accommodation, 120 euros per night. Then we'll just pay it if we want to. We'll just pay it or go somewhere else. We'll just get on the train and and go somewhere um, and save ourselves 100 euros a day on accommodation. So uh, what we ended up doing was looking on another booking website, which is my new best friend, (laughs) and um, we'll be linking that up from IndieTravelPodcast.com forward slash hotels. Um, it was booking.com and we went there and, and ran a search and we found a four-star hotel with a gym, sauna, swimming pool, um, no breakfast included for um, 62, 63 euros Yeah, it was 123 euros for both nights, for both of us. That worked out to 31 euros or something Yeah, each. per person per, per, per night. Per person per night, which was half the price of the hostel. Yeah. And we realized that, you know, all of the hostels were putting out their prices or making you book four nights or yeah. whatever. Because, because of La knew, Tom. Because of La Tomatina and because they knew that backpackers aren't going to look at hotels yeah and we thought well if it's 120 i'm sure we can get a hotel for that because that's what we paid in norway and norway's the most expensive place in the world so yeah so we fell on our feet we had a pool which was awesome <laughs> amazing <laughs> so good and it's 40 degrees celsius and 80 percent humidity yeah. having a pool is amazing yeah now it wasn't in the center of town it was kind of a 30 minute walk or a 10 minute metro ride but actually it was really good because it was on the metro yellow line yeah. line one which was the line that we had to catch to get to the train station in the morning so it worked out really well so we yeah. didn't plan it so yeah that's fantastic um so yeah do check out indietravelpodcast.com forward slash hostels and forward slash hotels uh when you're booking and we keep that up to date with the the best partners we can find those offering the cheapest deals mm-hmm. and we also get a get a commission if you book through them but um, we're, we're definitely looking for the cheapest options all the time. So I'm just, just about to change all of that <laughs> over because that was fantastic. It was amazing. I mean, it's said on there that, that that room for those two nights would have usually cost about 640 euros and we got it for 123. So we were very happy about that. Yeah. Um, amazing. Amazing. So to, to wrap up La Tomatina 2010, what do you reckon? I reckon if you want to do it, do it. It was fun. It was an interesting experience. But be prepared for crowds. And be prepared, full stop. I mean, we were prepared yeah. in some instances and not in others. And you can have a good time if you're prepared and you get there early and you, yeah. you know, waterproof yourself and know what to do. <laughs> then you'll have a great time. But don't just show up and expect to have a good time because... A lot of people we met didn't. That's right. A yeah. lot of people. Um, and, yeah, we were... A lot of people we met were um, going on tours. And to be honest, I'd highly recommend doing it independently. Um <laughs> case oppressor and i'd recommend you do it independently because although we had to get up early we paid i think it was five euros each five or six euros for the metro for an all-day pass 
another five euros for the train there and back and um, that was our complete cost so it worked out to about 20 euros for both of us after we bought some water and things like that a few snacks Um, and we because we knew we wanted to go and see the greasy ham yeah that's what you want to go and find you want to find the square with the pole with the greasy ham at around eight o'clock in the morning and we got there and we waited a few hours and we were right in the middle of it and then when we finished we could just go when the crowds dispersed we go back up the hill take a outdoor shower so they'd allow us onto the train because when we first tried to go the security kicked us off because we were too <laughs> covered in tomatoes yes that did um happen. and then you shower get on the train and you're back in town maybe by two o'clock or if you want you can stay and drink and party in the streets there but people on the tours they got up at the same time got on the bus got taken out there and just got dropped off the tour operators from the people we spoke to didn't tell them where to go to get to the best place didn't do anything like that when they finished they packed them all back onto the bus and then they drove them from there to another place halfway between Buñol and Valencia mm-hmm. and dropped them off at a place with lunch in the swimming oh, yeah, pool. Yeah. Um, but then they left them there for four hours. Yeah, for ages. And they're like, we just want to go home and have a shower and have yeah. a sleep and then go out for dinner and have some drinks. Yeah. But no, they got left in this nowhere yeah. um, I mean, we for ages. I mean, we were home at three o'clock. We yeah. got back at three o'clock, but they didn't get back until like six o'clock. Yeah. And they said it was a, a horrible waste of time and they had no way to get away because they're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So, um, yeah, do do get up early, but just do it yourself. Yeah. I mean, I think the crowds next year are going to be bigger. It jumped from 30,000 to an estimated 45,000. I think it's going to be bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So, um, If you're doing yeah. it, get up earlier, earlier, earlier. earlier. <laughs> yeah. But uh, definitely, I mean... It was a good a good time, and if you want to do it, just be prepared. Yeah. Oh, that's been Indie Travel Podcast this week. So until next week, travel well. <laughs>